Oh, sorry for the delay, guys. Eight minutes late. Hope we are well. Hope we're well. Oh, what an evening. What an evening. Why are my kids still awake at eight minutes past nine? <laughs> Someone please tell me. Right. I'm sorry I'm late back on. Thank you to those of you that are catching up on replay. Let me just send a few invites. I hope that we are all doing well. Welcome to mental session on uh, Thursday evening. Just dropping a few invites. Oh. For those of you just joining, I was just saying a bit late on because uh, <laughs> my kids are still up at 10 past nine. Love it when that happens because they're the most delightful little human beings when they're tired. <laughs> delightful. Right. God, this email invite list is long. There we go, just sending a few invites. Hope that we're well. Almost done. I'm not going to reach all 200 and however many people, but so I will cut it off there. There we go. Who have we got on? We have Haley's on. What is up? We have Amanda and Luke so far. So I'm going to send you some waves. Oh, how are we diddling? How are we diddling? So yeah, a bit late on. Kids are still up. Look how tired I look. Um, but hey, that's not going to stop me. That is not going to stop me. Um, and I probably left it a little bit too late with my, my note taking, my note preparation for this evening's live. So a lot of this is going to be ad lib. It's going to be from the heart, guys, which is uh, rule number one for leadership, I think, is authenticity. So I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to hold myself accountable. And I'm going to say I should have done more prep. What's up, Craig? But you're going to get my authentic from the hip view on leadership. So here we go. Um, again, I think for me, it was about time that I did a mentor session. I, I've had so many awesome people share their their, their views on um, on many different things, and it was about time that I stepped up to the plate and I uh, I shared my view. And something I'm really passionate about is is leadership. And I, I tell you why I'm really passionate about leadership is because I'm passionate about people. Leadership is about people. If it's not about people and you don't have followers, you are not a leader. Um, leadership and management, for me, I think management is all about getting stuff done. It's about managing processes. Um, leadership's all about people. As I say, if you haven't got leader uh, followers, then are you really a leader? Um, nothing I'm going to say in the next 10, 15, 20 minutes is going to be surprising. It is not going to be revolutionary. It is... Um, probably talked about a lot in many different arenas, books and all that sort of stuff. So what I won't share is anything revolutionary. But I think leadership is a, is a practice and it's something that we, that we develop. And, um, you know, it's, I think the best thing about leadership is, you know, it's a human thing. And it's based on situations and it's based on people. And as long as that continues, then we're not always going to get it right. Um, and I think, you know, good leadership, a good leader will be courageous and have the humility to know that and they will still continue to show up. 
they will know they won't always get it right. They will know that sometimes they get it wrong. They will know that sometimes there'll be people that they just don't connect with or find difficult to 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 have relationships and, and influence. But that won't stop them. They'll continue learning. They'll continue growing. They'll continue showing up. They'll be courageous enough and humble enough to know that that they'll fail. And that, that's okay because that's how we keep learning. So what I'll, I'll touch back on is, again, something that Adam shared in his Leadership Live, and it's all about a choice. Leadership is not about rank. It's not about privilege. It's not about anything other than simply deciding to um, be a leader. It's simply deciding to step up and do the right thing, um, whatever that means to, to you in, in any situation. Leaders are creating the future. Leaders are working towards building a future that, that they can see and imagine that doesn't yet exist. Um, and for me, leadership is about, um, a, you know, it's a, it's a doing word. Leadership is something you do. It's not just something you say. So that's just kind of my intro, what I believe leadership to be. If there's anything that I say throughout this next session um, that you think really relates to you, resonates with you around what leadership means to you, then then type it in the comments. Type it in the comments and let me know what, what actually um, resonates with you, um, just so I can get a vibe and a sense of what leadership means to you guys too. That's um, you know because I'm more up for different opinions, different views, and I'd love to kind of um, yeah, get a bit more of a sense of, of what you guys think and feel it is. So what I'm going to do in the next 20 minutes or so is I'm going to talk about leadership from three pillars, okay? I think first and foremost, we have to lead ourselves, okay? So I'll talk a little bit about how we lead ourselves. And then as a leader, we want to lead others, okay? Lead ourselves so we can lead others better. Ultimately, so that we leave a legacy, okay? Lead ourselves, lead others, leave a legacy. Those are the three pillars that are kind of take us through um, through tonight's talk. And it all starts with um, self, leading yourself. And as Adam said, you know, making a choice to show up, to be the leader and um, having the self-awareness to do that and choose that. Now, when you lead yourself, what I you know, will advise and, and, and my, the, the whole mentor session, the whole point of this mentor session, even Nikki, the whole point of this session is to give you some tips and tricks and some hints so that you can go and um, develop yourself as a leader. Okay. No matter where you are on your journey, whether you are already in a leadership role position or whatever, or whether you are just starting yourself, starting on a journey, the art and the practice and the habit of self-awareness is something that will continually serve leaders well. Okay. And what do I mean by self-awareness? I mean, knowing what your strengths are, you know, who are you as a leader when it's going well? Who are you as a leader when it's going tough? How do you respond to pressure? How do you respond under conflict? What are you good at? And what are you not so good at? Getting really clear, you know, this is about taking the time, sitting down and building some self-reflective practice around your strengths, your weaknesses. Also trying to get clearer on your blind spots. There will be things that you do that just irritate people, you know, and it doesn't take much for me. I just go and ask my wife. I said, what do I do that annoys you? She have a list longer than I, <laughs> you know, and there it is. There's the secret, you know, 
If we want to get clear on our blind spots so that we can stop doing stuff that annoys people or that holds us back or prevents us being less effective, getting comfortable with asking for feedback is going to serve you well. Yeah. Self-reflection, asking for feedback. Two real um, useful and practical skills that you can develop right here, right now. You talk too much. Is that feedback that you've you've received or is that something you, you've decided on yourself? Because um, that might be good self-awareness, Nikki, you know. Um, you know, getting clear on um, how do you like to learn? You know, self-awareness around how you learn means that you can do more of that, means that you can grow and learn at a greater trajectory. Um, how do you like to communicate? What is your natural strength around communication? Um, are you, you know, animated? Are you good with your words? Are you better written? Are you, are you a written communicator? Are you a spoken communicator? You know, what? who are you at your best? Who are you as a leader at your best? Take some time, write it down, get it clear. You can always go back and it will always change and develop and evolve over time. But having somewhere that says, this is me at my best um, and this is my leadership style um, is always a great thing to have. I've got, um, if anyone's got Microsoft OneNote, it's a fantastic tool. I've got a page within mine where I've just got a, a leadership reflective journal, right? It's a habit that's really served me well. It hasn't changed much in its content, um, but I do go back and I tweak it and I add it, add to it in the last couple of years. And in that self-reflective, who am I as a leader? What I have written down is, you know, what is my why? What is my purpose? What is my what is my belief around leadership? So a lot of what I said to you at the start is around what I believe leadership to be. I then talk about what I believe my leadership style is, what is important to me about being a leader. Now, what is important to me about being a leader is that I am positive. It means I get the best out of the people around me, that I inspire people, that actually I hold people to account. Um, you know, we have difficult conversations if we need to. Uh, and actually that leaders create leaders. There's some really important leadership values that I hold. And just by putting them in a, in a, in a document, it means that I haven't got to keep continuing thinking about it. I can actually just remember and I can utilise that. And, and, and when I'm reflecting, I can ask, have I done these things? Have I shown up and have I developed, you know, other leaders in this in the last week or so? Have I helped people to account, you know, on a values based way? Um so, you know, when, when people start out on their leadership journey, it, it can sometimes seem overwhelming. There's an abundance of resources out there. There's a image we have in our head of what leaders should be and what they look like, what they sound like. Um, and actually, sometimes what we haven't really done is we've looked elsewhere, but we haven't looked within. Um, look within first. What have I got? What am I good at? What do I want to get better at? Um, build yourself the habit of self-reflection, maximize the use of profiling tools. So um, I think I shared in the community the um, 16 personalities profile and also the at my best website. Um, so 
absolutely that is something that um, I would recommend because there are tools and resources out there that will give you a framework to better understanding yourself. And if you can better understand yourself, you can better show up for those that need you around you. Um, and as Craig said about what about the ability to change, um, I think for me, not knowing what you mean by this specific question, but what I'll say about that is if I know enough about myself and my ability, um, I can then tap into the strengths and the abilities that I need to best serve the situation. And I'll talk about that in a second and under the second pillar about leading others. But the more I know about myself, the more I have the ability to influence um, by showing up and by utilizing a strength that that situation needs or by being open minded to a situation. So if that's not what you meant, Craig, then um, how else might you have meant it? What about the ability to change? Is that a value I have? Oh, absolutely. Um, the only constant is change. Um, and I, I thrive under change. I love change. I I naturally, and this is, and I'm only able to say this to you guys because I have had that level of self-awareness, is um, I am always seeing the opportunities. I always see two things. No, I always see one thing. Um, I see the potential. I see the potential in people and I see the potential and the opportunities to improve, whether it be organizationally, processes, culture. Um, yeah, I, I generally see potential. So I'm not sure if that's exactly what you meant, Craig, but I hope I've given you a an insight into to what I'm thinking anyway. Doing my emotional profile was a major game changer for me. That's, um yeah, and that's the real power of it, isn't it, Nikki? What was... Could you put a finger on what it was that um, that that helped you in that situation? You know, was it something that um, you know that that twigged within the you that you could do more conscientiously, or you know, I'd be interested to know what what it is about that profile that that helped you. Um, so just to round off the self awareness, then it's um, the the tips and the tricks that I would recommend are absolutely around build that habit of self reflection. And the two questions that I have started asking myself over the last five to six years that I that have served me well, what do I do well? What could I do better? What do I do well? There's always stuff, I'll, you know, we always do stuff well. Let's own that because that's, you know, good emotion there. And what do I, what, what could I do better in that situation? Takes away the sting and the, you know, because I know that I've done some stuff well. And being completely rational, there are some stuff that I can that I can do better. Oh, some leaders are reluctant to change because they think it makes them look weak. Okay, so the next bit I'm going to talk about in in kind of um, in leading others, you know, a good leader absolutely will be, um, you know, authentic, and I'll talk a little bit about that. And some of that will be about um, vulnerability. Uh, a good leader will be vulnerable. Um, but I'll talk about that in a second. It was all stuff I knew about myself, but suddenly I understood how and why. Again, yeah, absolutely. So you have a little bit of a self-awareness about, you know you act certain ways in certain things. And I think these profiles sometimes give us the context that we need to connect the dots in terms of, that's why I have this type of value or, you know, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. I, I'm with you on that one. Self-reflection, what do I do well? What could I do better? Utilize profiling tools. 
Um, so um, for me personally, I use the Insights Color Profile. I absolutely adore that that framework. It's helped me massively, both as a leader, but also someone that can help other people. Um, and I think you know, the Myers-Briggs, so the 16 personalities is based on the Myers-Briggs um, personality types. Um, and, and I think what Nikki said is emotional profile. So there's, uh, yeah, there's plenty out there. Um, and then 360 feedback as well, you know, getting, getting some feedback from other people around your blind spots, um, what you do well and what you could do better on as well. It, it's great to have a, have a, have a, a 360 view on, on that. So that is for me in a few minutes, all about leading yourself. Being able to lead yourself, being aware of your emotions, being aware of your strengths means that you know, having a greater consciousness of who you are and, and, and what you're good at and the like and what your probably weaknesses are means that you can show up for other people, okay? There are, if you go on businessballs.com or any kind of leadership, ref, there'll be so many different types of leaders, right? So many different types. Um, not right, not wrong, not anything. There's just theory around leadership, okay? For me, the one thing that connects everything, and I touched on it at the start, is this notion about being a situational leader. Because people change. Situations change. Um, having a, a, an emotionally intelligent leader will know how to show up to different situations using different energy, different strengths to get the best out of that situation. They will know that different people need different approaches. They will know that different people are motivated by different things, that, that they need to learn things in different ways. So situational leaders can lead the situation, they can lead the people in, in ways that um, that is suitable to that situational person. It doesn't become about the leader at this point. It becomes about the people that they are serving. You know, if I was going to talk about any particular type of leadership style other than situational, I'd be talking about leadership uh, being a servant leader. Now, what servant leadership means for me is my role as a leader is about getting the best out of those around me. And it's about protecting my people, looking after them, inspiring them, giving them a reason to believe um, helping them believe in something bigger than themselves, um, serving them, be given the, the, the skills, the techniques, the belief in themselves, the, the clarity around their, their role and their purpose. Um, my role is to give them everything they need so that they can perform at the best of their ability collectively as a team. That is my view of what a servant leader is. So if I was to talk about styles, that would be my preferred one. But... Absolutely. Emotionally intelligent leaders manage and lead the, the situation and the person and they deploy with empathy the right skill, energy, language that is going to maximise that interaction. Laughing face. <laughs> Servant leadership's what you're all about. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. Emotional intelligence is so crucial. Yeah, I agree with you, Craig. Uh, you know, Craig, you're very passionate about communication. And, and sometimes a lot of that is about knowing what the right communication, I guess, is to have with the right people. Um, empathy, you know, such a key skill of being able to relate and understand where others are coming from um, so that you can actually um, adapt your own self to um, say what they need to hear rather than what I need to say. So how to lead others, you know, 
<clears throat> as a leader, um, having a real sense of that vision for the future. What are we all here to achieve? What, you know, as a team leader, why does our team exist? What is our team here to do? Connect people with a sense of um, a bigger picture, bigger purpose. And and don't worry, don't feel pressurised to have be this visionary leader because your role is just to articulate and communicate a vision, whether that's your own or whether that's one that you believe in, whether that's one that already exists, you know, that's irrelevant. The point is that you share what you believe in. You know, if that's somebody else's mission, the point being is that because you believe in it, you will show up, you will speak in a level of authenticity that you would not get if you didn't believe. It's important for leaders to be authentic. And I'll tell you why. Because if you imagined that you didn't really believe what I was saying, you didn't quite... I said something and you didn't really believe what I'm saying. And someone comes to... You know, my boss comes to me and says something's wrong within your team and I'm going to shift the blame to one of the teammates. What do you think is going to happen? You know, distrust. Distrust is going to keep creeping if you don't believe what I'm saying and you don't trust me as a leader, we are not going to have an effective team or we're not going to be delivering the, um, you know, the results of that we know that we should be capable of doing if we were working together effectively. A leader's role is about being positive, you know, it's being having that optimistic, positive sense of the future, even sometimes when the backs are against the wall, that undying sense of belief in creating a positive future. Because that is what other people will need to hear to keep going. Now, that can be really difficult. You know, I consider myself as naturally positive and optimistic and having this clear sense of purpose for my team. But if I said to you that every day I turn up skipping through the front door, can't wait to smash the mission... I'll be lying. So that leads me to the next bit. How do I remain authentic in that position? And it's by being vulnerable. Okay? Good leaders will be vulnerable. They will allow this sense of vulnerability to say, yeah, I'm struggling right now. I don't have all the answers. Um, Do you know what? Actually, this is a tough time right now. I'm not enjoying it. But I know that we'll get there. And that's the point, right? If I sat there wallowing as like, fuck it, we're doomed. If I'm saying that as the leader, that gives permission for everyone else within the team to go, ship sinking, ship sinking, abort, let's get off. If I sit there and go, this is tough. This is tough. But I believe in you. I believe in you. And I believe in you. And I believe that us in the room, we're going to get there. I don't know how, and I don't know when, but we are going to get there. What do you think that's going to do to the people around the room? Do you think they're going to go back to their day job and they're going to go back to their desk inspired a little bit more? Motivated? Committed? Because they know their leader in having a good time with it, but he's committed and he's vulnerable and he doesn't know the answers, but I know the answers so I can help. And I feel valuable. A leader doesn't need to know all the answers. A leader needs to be humble enough to know he doesn't know the answers or she doesn't know the answers. 
because a great leader will get the best out of those around him. They will um, invite others to share. What great ideas have we got, team? Who, who can see ways of doing things better? You know? Great leaders won't feel like they need to have all the answers. They will get the best out of those around them. And by doing so, they're inviting others to be more committed. Gareth Southgate, absolutely. You know, he no doubt is a great role model. He's a great role model for those for those young that young team. Um, he's done some fantastic things with, you know, the culture. Um, and I think, you know, I'd love to get in on the in-camp with Gareth Southgate because I think that what he's done, he's created a level of humility within the England camp. I think he's probably created a sense of connection to a bigger purpose. You ain't just football players, mate. You're role models for a country. Um, you aren't just represented in you know, the football club. You are representing everyone that's ever touched your career from the parent that took you to football on a, on a rainy Sunday morning when you were eight years old through to the first coach that ever played you to you know, the scout that got you to your club. You are, you are representing all of those people that have touched your career. So be humble enough to know that you're not you know, just representing yourself. Yeah, this is passionate, I'm ranting, but hey. Um, yeah, absolutely. He's been through it, Claire. You know, that, that time in 96, missing that penalty, he knows what it feels like to to lose he knows what it feels like to represent your country at the highs and the lows authentic leadership um what i think he will also practice as well is something that's really important for a um a leader is tough love um or john gordon who wrote the energy bus calls this love tough because love needs to come first it's the intent it's the intent by which you are giving feedback to others you know i genuinely want the best for other people and I want them to be able to improve and sometimes I'm going to need to give them feedback that they don't want to hear and the reason and what I need to do is love first because I want you to be better I want you to be better I want you to feel like what I'm going to say to you is coming from a good place but you need to be better I love you I want you to be better you need to be better you know love tough in that order um because Great leaders, when they're leading teams, they've got this culture of continuous improvement. Yeah, Think about the self-awareness we're developing for ourselves. What do we do well? What can we do better? Great leaders will apply that to their team and they will apply that to what do we do well team? What can we get better at team? What do we do better organisation? You know, what, what do we do well organisation? What can we do better organisation? It's a mindset of continuous improvement and great leaders have it. You know, they are humble. They are, um, they are grateful for now and hungry for the future. Um, and they will inspire you know, people to, to keep after that mission. Great leaders hold accountability. That means they keep people around them accountable to, sit, to doing what we say we will do. But what they'll also do is they'll hold themselves accountable. Everything within them is about, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll take ownership, they'll take accountability for everything that goes wrong. Everything within their command, they will take full ownership of it. And I'll tell you why, this is, um, this is the reason why that's important. Because if you don't take accountability and you don't say, yeah, that's mine, what are you actually saying? Poor leaders, weak leaders, 
or blame others around them. You know, instant distrust. You lose your team. Anyone that was working for you until you've blamed somebody else, you're not gonna. You're not gonna do it. If something goes wrong. Absolutely. What could I have done differently? How could I have helped you? If you've made a mistake, that's absolutely fine. How could I have supported you better? Is there something I could have communicated with you better? You know, what is it that I could have done to have helped this situation? You know, that will build massive trust and respect in the leader. Own it. Absolutely, Nikki. Own it. I need to be asking my community these questions. Yeah, great. Absolutely. Share and share alike. So, some practical tips on how to lead others or, or for yourself, how you can develop yourself to lead others. Find your why. Find your purpose. Because you're going to have setbacks. You're going to have challenges. You're going to have difficult people. You're going to have difficult conversations. Finding your why is going to give you the motivation to do it. You know, you're not going to want to do it, but you know you have to do it because you're compelled and you're drawn by this bigger sense of purpose. We're trying to put a man on the moon. If I don't challenge this person here because what he's doing is building a rocket with an upside down engine, uh, we ain't going to get to the moon. I'm going to have to tell this guy, you know, it's a shit example. It's the best I could think of. <laughs> But the point remains, I've got to do this, I'm compelled to do this, uh, and my why is telling me I need to do it. Find your why, find your team's why, find your organisation's why, have this sense of what we're all connected to and we're trying to do and deliver. Get comfortable with giving feedback, get comfortable with receiving feedback, you know, feedback's a gift. Sometimes people are like ripping off a plaster and I've had colleagues, Greg Page, if he's watching this on replay, you know, having him as my colleague, he's as subtle as a, he, you know, feedback right between the eyes, don't even know it's coming, um, like ripping off a plaster. But I am grateful as shit for that feedback because he, whether he knows it or not, he enabled me to get better as a leader quicker than anyone that tiptoed around me with feedback. Anyone that tiptoes around me that is conscious of saying something that might upset me, I appreciate because I don't want to be upset and I probably will cry, but but didn't do me the service of allowing me to get better. Now, when we consider feedback that way, we become more comfortable with sharing it. We become comfortable with sharing it with others because the intent behind it is to love tough and to enable you to be better. And how can you be better if you don't know if you don't know this feedback that you that I need to give you? And likewise, when I know that I can always be better than yesterday, then I need to remove the emotion from feedback, see it for what it is. And if things are too emotional, take a step away, take a step back, come back to it when it's written down, whatever it might be. And you've got a choice, take it or leave it. You don't have to do anything with it. Your choice is... Um, is there something in here that's valuable? What can I do differently? What am I willing to change? What am I willing to do differently? You are in full control. You know, feedback's a gift. It's up to you whether you accept it or not, or you do anything with it or not. You can quite easily take it back to the shop and get your money. <laughs> Again, shit analogy, but hey ho. This is fun, right? This is fun. So, pillar number one, lead yourself. Pillar number two, lead others. Pillar number three, leave a legacy. Okay. I have this real core belief that leaders 
once they've led themselves, once they've been able to get the best out of those around them, their legacy is about the leaders that they create. Great leaders create leaders. You know, those around them, they see the potential. They create an environment where they can flourish. They um, become their biggest supporters. Sometimes they see the, they, they believe in other people more than that person believes in themselves. You know, that transfer of belief means that people might try more, people might do more, and ultimately they're going to become more. And then they're going to realize that they've stepped into a whole new potential that they didn't even know was there. So as a leader, you have the gift to share that belief in other people, see their potential, become their supporter, create an environment for them to fail safely. Because in safety and in failure, people try more and they learn more. If people feel safe and they feel protected by you as their leader, they are going to be more confident in making decisions, in taking risks, in trying new ideas. They're going to feel like you've got their back. And when they do fail, they know that actually it's okay because they're going to learn from it and they're going to grow from it. As a leader, developing leaders, that is when developing a skill of coaching is going to be really important. Coaching your team so that actually you don't need to give them the answers so that they become resourceful themselves, so that they become problem solvers themselves. Um, that's what you're giving them. You know, if you are constantly giving answers to your team, think about yourself and how that is making you feel. Because leadership is about other people and it's not about how you feel. If giving answers makes you feel valuable, realise that you're doing that for you. Leaders are, are, leadership is about other people. Doing what's right for other people. And sometimes giving answers is not what people need. Okay? If you think about this in, in a perspective of, of having children. If you solved all your children's problems... By the time they get to the age of 18 and they've got to go to the real world, they don't know how to deal with the real world. They don't know how to deal with new situations. So my advice to you on on that is 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 uh, lead a bit like Crush from Finding Nemo. I always like to get Disney references into my coaching when I can. Crush, you know, he's my parenting role model because he's got his kids nearby, but they're they're at arm's length they're a bit that he's there if he needs them but he he lets them take their own risks think about when they're in the eac so if you've not watched finding nemo bear with me they're in the eac the east australian current and uh, the little one he gets outside the current and nemo's dad shits his pants thinking god we gotta get him we've got to get him and crush is like well jelly man just chill and he allows the son to sink or swim and in that moment that kid is learning a couple of things. A, that he needs to swim for his life. B, when he gets in back in that current, he can do it. And he can do it. And that, and he gets excited. He's like, Dad, did you see me? Did you see me? That is the power we have. And I'm not likening our teams to our turtles and Nemo. But the story is relevant. If you enable your teams to learn, grow, do those things for themselves... They will prove themselves capable and they can do it. And that motivate, that feeling of that little turtle, how excited he was to tell his dad that he did it, 
those people will be coming to you going, I nailed it. That presentation, um, absolutely nailed it. Or, you know, I did some public speaking or I recruited, I had a conversation with someone, I recruited them. Do you know what? I absolutely can do this. Thank you for believing in me. You know? Um, oh, yeah. That was a bit of a rant. Um, the other side of coaching is mentorship. You know, it's choosing to share your knowledge. Okay, it's not an empire. I don't just read this book and go, ha ha, I'm a leader. Ha, I'm not sharing that with anyone because that makes me the best. No. Great leaders that leave legacies, they share their knowledge because they want those around them to be better. Great leaders make everyone around them better. That's up, that's down, that's left, that's right. Everyone around them benefits because they share their knowledge. They share their experience. They share their thoughts and opinions about you know, leadership or whatever it might be. Great leaders um, get the best out of those around them and by being a mentor. They're developing the next generation of leaders. They encourage. They bring them with them on their mission. They create a culture where... Um, we rise by lifting other people, not by keeping it all to ourselves, that it's okay to be vulnerable, that we want to keep it continually improving, um, that we must be positive in the face of adversity. Doesn't mean to say we know what um, we're going to do or how we're going to get there, but we have undying belief that we will. You know, that's the power of a leader that will leave a legacy by creating a fantastic culture around them. And that's my three pillars and what I believe developing leadership is. Developing yourself so that you can show up for others and ultimately leave the world in a better place by leaving a legacy. That's the power of leadership. That's what motivates the hell out of me. I want to leave the world in a better place and I want to develop the next generation of leaders to lead with purpose so that everyone leaving school, that... Uh, now has a complete lack of confidence because of comparing themselves to social media can be led by people that are going to believe in them that are going to write the balance that are going to empower these young people to believe in something to believe in themselves to make a difference and connect to this bigger purpose so that actually we leave the world in a better place that's my view for leadership. That's why I'm passionate about developing the future generation of leaders. And it starts in my house with my two young children. Um, because it's not where you are, it's who you are. And who I am is a leader. Because I choose to be a leader. And I want the best for those around me. And I just want that for you too. Make a choice. Make a choice. Thank you for joining me. For those of you that are caught up on replay, thank you. For those of you who join me live, thank you. Um, the opportunities to be a mentor is a biggest blessing. Absolutely, you know, if you, I would suggest get a mentor. And when you have the opportunity to be a mentor, um, you will know the importance and, and, and how you know proud that, that, that can feel. Um, so is there any questions? Let me just go back through the comments. Feedback is the most precious gift in the whole universe. Absolutely. Don't hold back. Legacy is important. It can make or break. Yep, you're right. Teach others not only for them to learn, but for them to learn. Definitely, I agree with that. Amazing. Amazing. Guys, 
Thank you so much for joining me. I hope this has been valuable. This is leadership through my eyes. There are so many other opinions on leadership. Um, so go out. Do you, I hope I've inspired you to do a little bit of research. I hope I've inspired you to look a little bit within as well and, and reflect a little bit around your leadership style and your value. You don't have to create it. It's there. You've just got to find it. And then once you find it, you can use it more intentionally and purposefully. I'm still learning and growing as a leader. I'm 31. I've been passionate about leadership for about five to six years. Um, I'm still faced in situations that challenge me. I'm always put in situations where there's different dilemmas, um, ethics, morals. You know, trying to do the right thing is never easy, but it's something that I'm committed to doing. And by being committed to doing that, I'm always learning. So I hope that for you too. Um, much love and have a great rest of your week. Peace.